Hello? Yes. Hey, Cash. I gotcha. Cool. How are you? Living the dream, one day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how we're all approaching things at the moment. Yeah. How are you doing in Switzerland? I'm good, thanks. Listen, I have to say, I'm super chuffed to be speaking with you on the phone. <laughs> so, thank you so much for, for coming. It's a real honor. I no, have, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I have great admiration for what you've done, not only for America, but this is obviously global because whatever happens in America uh, yeah. impacts the rest of the world and uh, yeah. your role in exposing the deep state over there was a great service you did. Well, it's very kind of you. I'll try to live up to that uh, generous uh, description of me. I'll probably fail. But no, no, you've already you've <laughs> already done. And uh, I have to tell you, I've watched the plot against the president four times. No, I love so. it. <laughs> well, I hope everyone listening watches it because there's no better description of what happened to the U.S. Uh, during the Russiagate hoax than uh, the plot against the president. It's uh, tremendous. Absolutely. Amanda did such a good job adapting oh, yeah. uh, Lee's book. And it's so riveting the way that it was filmed hence why i watched it a couple of times and not only that but it does such a good job at breaking down something that was so complex for people to understand yeah she did an unbelievable job trans it's basically like translating from like hindi to english which i don't even know how to do myself and she figured it out so she crushed it and uh yeah. hats off to her Absolutely. A big fan of, of hers, too. And it was such a pleasure having her on uh, the podcast as well. So now I'm really delighted to be speaking with you, too. No, I, love, I love it. Let's go. So tell me, what have you been up to uh, recently? Oh, man. <laughs> so after 16 years in government, I left on January 20th with my boss, uh, President Trump, and uh, sort of navigating private life, um, mostly trying to educate people on matters of national security, defense, intel, law enforcement, and with the Durham indictments coming out, more and more of the Russiagate investigation that I led under Chairman Nunes on House Intel. So just trying to speak about those things and sort of all coming together at a focal point for me at fightwithcash.com. It's uh, cash with a K. And basically, I put all my content out out there, all my interviews, uh, my shows there, Cash's Corner, and uh, all my video stuff. But mainly the mission of Fight With Cash is to raise money for people who have been defamed and deplatformed by big tech and big media and help them pay for their lawsuits, pay for their lawyers, get them their day in court. That's my, that's my big mission right now, and I've been doing well raising money and reviewing cases for people because – I'm suing the Times, Politico, and CNN, and that's the only way you can clear your name is go to court, uh, exact a payment out of them that hurts their bottom line, and make them admit that they were frauds or mm -hmm. criminals, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's my focus right now. We have so much to talk about. I have no idea how we're going to keep this call around 30 minutes. <laughs> well, I promise you I'll come back. How's that? That's a great promise, and I'll uh, make sure you honor it because I'd I love will. to have you back. <laughs> No problem. Listen, let's start with the first thing. Mm -hmm. I want your reaction on this. On your Wikipedia page, I'm going to read you a sentence that, <laughs> that is in the top, all right? Okay, all right, let's go. So it says, as aide to Devin Nunes, Patel played a key role in helping Republicans attempt to discredit the <laughs> investigations into Donald Trump and Russian oh, interference in the 2016 election. I love it. Your Wikipedia. reaction. <laughs> I think it's 
Like Wikipedia, I haven't looked, and I refuse to look at that propaganda. Uh, but that's hilarious. I think it's awesome that we started there. The fact that a global internet giant company can't come to grips with the actual truth that has now been put out. You know, you can ignore mine and Devin's investigation, but two inspector general's reports, two indictments from John Durham, a a release of so much classified information that was declassified by the likes of myself and Rick Grinnell when we were running at DNI and then Johnny Ratcliffe when he was the DNI. Um, We just put everything out there for America to see. And and at the end of the day, four years later, the Russia gate collusion conspiracy thing was nothing more than a calculated conspiracy by one political party, the Dems, against another, and we exposed it. So I guess we're still attempting it, though, huh? Yeah, I mean, well, you would think, because you probably saw, obviously, but in July, Luke Harding and The Guardian were still trying to sell this P-tape nonsense. (laughs) Like, they just won't let it go. Oh, man. I mean, it's, I don't know where to start with these lunatics, uh, except for like, yeah, I'll give you an example since you brought that up. So we were reviewing the Steele dossier when I was running the Russiagate investigation for Devin, and he's like, where do we start? I'm like, well, one, we got to follow the money. We'll do that on track A. Track B, let's just look at some simple credibility issues of Christopher Steele in this ridiculous dossier. And one was the, you know, the P thing, right? It's like, hey, does this hotel even exist in Moscow? And actually, if you or whatever city it was, I think it was Moscow. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, that hotel doesn't even exist with that room in Moscow. So I was like, okay, this guy's really good at what he does because he can't even get the, the hotel. He made up a hotel about an incident that was obviously made up. And we just proved it by saying this guy couldn't do a Google search and come up with a better name of a hotel. You know, Cash, thinking back about that time where they were peddling this nonstop 24-7, and I can't help but think about you guys knowing and having everything in front of your eyes and watching TV and see them so shamelessly lie Uh while at the same time giving depositions saying that they didn't have anything. It's so, it yeah. must have been so surreal to you. Well, we, we took 60 of them, as, and, and as you brought up, and one of the ones we took that I took, Sussman, mm-hmm. uh, was cited by John Durham in, in Sussman's, in, in his indictment of Sussman, and we mm-hmm. can talk about that. But the importance, as you said, was we said, you know, Trey Gowdy and I were like, we got to ask the witnesses the same questions. We're going to be talking to attorney generals, directors of the FBI. We're going to be talking to deputies, chiefs of staff, very high up individuals, and Clinton campaign folks. So we can't be cherry-picking questions. So we said, okay, they're saying President Trump colluded with Russia. Well, let's just ask everyone the following question. Do you have any evidence that President Trump or his campaign colluded, conspired, or coordinated with the Russian government during the 2016 election? And all 60 people under oath, A to Z, said no. That's the answer. Yeah, so you mentioned that. So that's the perfect segue to go into the Durham indictment. So we've had for the last year the one question, where is John Durham? (laughs) Everybody's been waiting and wondering. And uh, I want your thoughts on uh, this first uh, indictment. Yeah, so I have to remind people, this is John Durham's second indictment. Um, If you remember, about four months ago, he indicted a mid-level FBI attorney who's now a convicted felon. If you remember what this guy did, he actually took intelligence information that was being submitted to the FISC, the FISA court, to get a surveillance warrant on President Trump's campaign. He doctored the document. He literally deleted words out of the document to make it mean the opposite of what it meant. And he got caught red-handed. 
and he got convicted. And so that was the first one. That was Kevin Kleinsmith. Kevin Kleinsmith, yeah. Now you have this sweeping indictment of, of Michael Sussman, and people are like, oh, it's just a lying to the FBI. Well, one, that's a felony punishable by five years. But two, as a former federal prosecutor myself who did a lot of national security cases, um, these indictments of this nature are usually two to three pages in length. Max, max. John Durham, and I hope your viewers take time to read it, issued a 27-page indictment against Michael Sussman. Why did he do that? Because prosecutors rarely have the ability to publicize their information during an ongoing investigation. It's illegal, except in the indictment, which is the only public-facing document. And so what he did was he issued a speaking indictment where he basically laid out this mob-style conspiracy citing eight to ten individuals and companies by name. And if you read the indictment, it's the, it's the Glenn Simpsons and Fusion GPSs of the world. It's the Mark Elias uh, co-counsel of the DNC for Sussman. You know, it's all these cast of characters that we're used to seeing and their involvement in Sussman's basically lie to the FBI. So it's pretty stunning, the information he's laid out. But furthermore, he's backed all of that up with documentary evidence, records, records from the law firm about money, and he's seeking more records about banking from all sorts of individuals, as was mentioned in the media this week. So I think John Durham's following the money, and records speak better than any witness testimony ever could. So I like where he's going. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to read the full indictment, but uh, for listeners, Technofog, who is absolutely brilliant, does very good summaries on his substack, extracting the key information. And the word you use is exactly that. It shows what a conspiracy it all was. And um, the lie that Sussman gave straight away, which invalidated or put in, puts into question his entire testimony. Not testimony, yeah, I mean, how look, would you say his... Um, it's his testimony during his deposition. So four years ago, when I deposed Michael Sussman under oath, as we did 60 other individuals, I asked Sussman flat out, and it's cited in John Durham's indictment now, who were you working for when you were peddling this information regarding this server nonsense from Trump Tower in Russia? Who were you working for? He said, a client. I was working for a client. And then his attorney jumped in and prevented him from saying who the client was. We knew it. What I wanted to do was lock him into to saying that he was working at the behest of and getting paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign. That's later, fast forward four years, John Durham says Sussman walked into the number one lawyer in the FBI with this uh, Trump-Russia back-channel server report and said, oh, I'm just being a good Samaritan, and uh, you should look at this uh, report that he obviously knew was fake. And he said, uh, I'm not here at the behest of anyone to the number one lawyer at the FBI. That's the lie. He said one thing under oath to Congress that he was working for a client who he's being paid for. And then he went to the head lawyer of the FBI and said, I'm just here as a good Samaritan, not at the behest of anyone. Because he wanted to hide that he was there for the Clinton campaign and Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to be the next steps for John Durham now at this stage? Uh, so I, I think he lays it out in the indictment pretty well. He's, go he's laid out the individuals that are what we call unindicted co-conspirators or possible targets. He's laid out Fusion GPS and Glenn Simpson as being responsible for helping perpetuate the fraud in the media, because this thing was being run on two tracks, right? The Dems, the Hillary Clinton campaign, and Perkins Coie wanted to, A, sour Trump in the media by putting out this false information so the world could read it and voters could read it, and B, at the same time, what they wanted to do was take that information and peddle it to the FBI 
knowing it to be false, to try to get a surveillance warrant on Trump's campaign so they could leak that and say not only is it being reported in the media, but it's being investigated by the FBI, which is totally circular because they were leaking to the same people. And John Durham hits that with the Fusion GPS and Glenn Simpson identification. He further hits it with identifying Mark Elias by title, who was the number one lawyer for the DNC and Hillary campaign, who we also deposed. And all those depositions that we took are now finally public, even though that bozo Adam Schiff didn't want to release. Rick Grinnell and I had him declassified. So you can read them. And, I, and John Durham's got every single one of them. And I think he's going through those along with the depositions of Bruce Orr and Nellie Orr and folks like that mm-hmm. and, and methodically following where the money goes, who paid who to do what. And when you can answer those questions and you have an individual like Sussman lying to the FBI, you've got a conspiracy. I mean, for someone like me who is looking from the outside, who has followed relatively closely, um, but who isn't, as I said, in the inside, it's uh, it's so obvious to me that from the beginning that this was clearly a, a head job. What I'm wondering, though, is on the ground in America, uh-huh. now that so much information, more and more information is uh, being released. Uh-huh. How is the public responding to the the movie? And I'm not talking about the MAGA, the MAGA side, yeah. who, like me, has known right. from the beginning, right? I'm talking right. more about the people who are in the middle or even leftist. Have you had experiences where people have come up to you and said, you know what, we actually realized that it was all BS, basically? Well, you know what, that's a great question, and and nobody, you know, people over here aren't asking that. Uh, what's the perspective from out looking in? And I'll tell you what, they are changing. I mean, Bill Maher has basically all but said that the Russiagate hoax was a hoax and that the Dems can't keep peddling it. He's a pretty powerful voice over there. Now, the fake news people will never actually admit it, but they'll, they have to cover the Durham indictment and, and things like that. But here's, here's something else, and it's an anecdotal representation. Russell Brand, who's that famous British actor from Forgetting Sarah Marshall and the like, has a pretty, pretty far-reaching podcast. He admitted on his podcast that the left got Russiagate totally wrong. So people are paying attention, and people are talking about it. And it's on a lot of radio and a lot of podcasts. And it's it's look, I think the more people talk about it, the more the mainstream media is going to be forced to focus on it. And the more indictments we get, then there's just going to be less wiggle room for them to for them to admit their ridiculous uh, reporting. I mean, if you remember uh, what is it, the New York Times and I think the Washington Post got Pulitzers for their reporting on Russiagate, on exposing Russiagate. Well, they should be taken away, and people like yourself and others who are bravely reporting on it should get the should get the prizes. It's ridiculous. I mean, what I find uh, incredibly disconcerting is that people have been so desensitized to it all, and the normalization of disinformation has made people quite apathetic, and they just don't know. Huh? what to believe anymore. And um, coming back to this normalization of thing, and I want to talk a bit more about the FISA abuses and all the information that has come to light, especially in recent months, you know, with the Horowitz's report, etc. I mean, the number of abuses that have been documented, and people are not more alarmed. I mean... Uh-huh. It's, right. it's, it's crazy to me to see how there is this acceptance because it has been normalized by the media who are one of the biggest culprits in this whole conspiracy 
that is the takeover of America. This is largely my focus and what I research and what I talk about, which is not something that is recent. What we've seen the past few years is the culmination of this takeover. But um, the media has played such a crucial role in basically keeping the population Mm -hmm. asleep to it all, or at least desensitized. You're totally right. And look, you know better better than most. From 2015 onwards, once President Trump, or then candidate Trump, announced he was running, he blew up the political and media landscape of the United States like never before in our history, not in our 250 plus years in existence. Did they just completely lose it? And of course they thought he would never win and the anointed one would come in, but they didn't think that the anointed one in Hillary Clinton would set up the largest political scandal in US history. And the willing media, you hit it right on the head, they were telling so many false stories by listening to the clowns like Adam Schiff and company put out false information that Trump had people back-channeling to Russia, conspiring with Putin, promising money payouts, when the whole thing was conjured up. And it took years for us to expose that. And the problem with the media is so many people's lives were destroyed along the way. And so many people were defamed. And so many people were censored. And that's why that's literally why this thing, fightwithcash.com with a K, comes full circle, is because uh, no, the only way The media, the mainstream jokers, the CNNs, the Times, the Washington Post, the lunatics of the world are going to start listening is you call them out on their defamation, you sue them for 100 million U.S. dollars, you get that judgment, and then you show the world how they were wrong and force force your answer in court. That's the only way you're going to correct it, and it's not going to happen overnight, and it sort of circles back to your other point, like – are people coming around? Yes, slowly. But we have to keep pounding the message and the facts, and that's uh, that's really what my latest movement is all about. And it's not just a, a you know fundraising gig for well, I don't really use it for me a lot. I'm trying to use it for everyone else. But the content that I put out is also helping people be educated on why they were wrong. And I'm willing to go on lots of shows and tell people, hey, you said. Me, Kash Patel, was a genocidal dictator because I was helping expose the Russiagate investigation or Devin Nunes. Are you going to admit you were wrong? And, you know, of course, most of those folks won't have me, but I'll, I'll, I'm willing to engage. And like you, you got to get out there and educate the people on it. And it's a long mission. I think this is exactly right. And each of us needs to look at our own situation and our own life and see what it is we can do from wherever we are mm-hmm. to push the needle forward, however, is in our abilities, which is why what you're doing is is so great. You are you, you are in your situation, you have been defamed, you're leading by example, not to let them do this to you, and also with fight with cash, supporting others to to do the same, which is brilliant. And look, I mean, without you, without shows like yours, it wouldn't matter what we did, because nobody would be talking about it. So it, it works in concert, right? You know, I just happen to have been in the position of running that investigation, exposing it, then going into the Trump administration and you know running his intelligence community and declassifying so much of that material that it's very personal to me because I know about it. But me discovering it doesn't do anything without you know you know or talking about it and explaining it to the world. And the best way that I can tell people to be educated is besides listening to to your show is go read the documents for yourself. Take a couple of the documents. Take the Nunes memo. And then go and take the shift memo. Those have been out for four years now. See which one stood the test of time. You know, do your own reading. It's there in black and white for the world to see who was right and who was wrong. And then see if you have the integrity to admit 
that you were wrong for, for so long. And then what are the next steps? And this is one of my heroes, you know, General Flynn. His message resonates so much, I think, not only with me, but so many Americans, because he's really encouraging people to get involved locally. Obviously, as you just, mm-hmm. as you just said, it, it starts with education and educating yourself and finding out what is actually happening in the country. Yeah. Uh, You're totally the, right. The next step is to combine what you're doing, and hopefully we'll see you over here in America soon, and we'll go, you know, we'll hit the road together if you want. Uh, but you got to go to your local town halls, your local community conferences, organize your own events, uh, peaceful events, um, help someone in local politics win a board seat, win a commission seat, or a Congress seat, or a Senate seat. It doesn't have to be the biggest thing ever, but going through your community and standing up and talking for the truth is never a bad thing. And that's what more and more Americans need to do. They need to stop saying, we got robbed, we being President Trump got robbed, you know, we got to figure out a way to get it back in, and this and that. To them, I say, stop. It's a waste of time. What you have to do is focus on 2022. You have to win the midterms. We have to take back the House and Congress and the Senate. And if we do that, then you know what happens? We have the gavels again, and we can start oversight investigations of things of consequence, the things that matter. And instead of having to listen to the Democrats churn out $3.5 trillion budgets and totally meaningless investigations surrounding, you know, pick your topic and a disaster at the border and overseas in Afghanistan and everywhere else. Mm -hmm. That's what you need to do. You, You can't complain about the past. You have to use it as a motivator for going forward. You're doing it. I'm doing it, and hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Next time, when you get to the States, me and, me and Amanda will do an event where we show the plot against the president in front of a live audience, and we'll do a Q&A, and we'll have a lot of fun, and that'll be that'll be something we can do. Man, I cannot wait to, to get to America, really. I've been <laughs> I've been dying to, itching to get there, but as soon as, you know, the, the madness with these restrictions ends, I'll be on the first plane. <laughs> I look forward to it. For sure. The one thing I wanted to say, you know, bouncing off of what you just said, and the last especially nine months or so have been so difficult, watching the destruction and the pain and the, the planned failures, and I, call, I don't call these failures, I call these operations, you know, from the other side, but the one thing that I'm very optimistic about, and I've said this before, is that more and more Americans, and this is also valid for the Western world in general, but focusing on America, more and more Americans are really waking up to the realization that your rulers, that actually the government is not working for the American people. It's not we the people anymore. And you you have overlords. You have overlords and your entire government all the different levels, whether it's federal, state, local, have been infiltrated by people who do not espouse the values of the Founding Fathers and who are not respecting and honoring their oath to uphold the Constitution. And this has been in the making for decades. But now we are in a situation where, as I said, more and more people are waking up to their realization, and now is the time to roll up our sleeves And as soon as I can get over there, I would be honored to participate. But everybody needs to roll up their sleeves and reverse this infiltration. 
reverse this infiltration, replace these people who are anti-American, who hate America, and who are doing everything in their power to harm America and Americans, because what is going on is truly harming the American people. You're totally right. And if it harms the American people, like you said at the top of the show, what happens in America impacts what happens throughout the world. And you can't have people who are taking position in Congress who want open borders, who want our economy to collapse, who want to fail in Afghanistan, who want terrorism to go on the rise, who want to force vaccines unnecessarily and unlawfully against those in our military and other people. Um, it's just ridiculous. Who make travel to the United States harder, harder for people like yourself who should be here, who should be able to travel. But easy if you're an illegal immigrant and you cross over illegally from our poor southern border, no problem. Those people don't need vaccine mandates. Those people, according to our government, don't need to be tested. They can come here and just live freely and never be questioned. The hypocrisy is outrageous. And it, you hit it right on the head. You have to get out there and message and educate people. And that's what we're, you're doing it and I'm doing it. And I hope to be doing it with you in person soon um, on this side of the pond. I can't wait. And, um, and you know, it's, it's content that people can see for themselves on your show or on my show, Cash's Corner, or where have you. You can be educated if you want to. We're, we're not going to stop. I know that. So no, for sure. So I'll happily keep up the fight with you. Me too. It's, it's an honor, uh, really. Thank you so much, Cash. And just to dispel rumors, you don't have any social media, but if people want to follow you, <laughs> what's, uh, thanks it's, for asking. it's <laughs> fightwithcash.com, right, for all your content as well. Yeah, so you're correct. I have zero social media, but on fightwithcash.com, it's with a K, you can message me directly, and I read every single message that comes in, and uh, it has all my content, and we'd love your support. People out there really need to have their names cleared, and we need to hold big tech and big media accountable, and that's the movement to do it, I believe, so come join us. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on, Cash, and we'll have to speak again soon as, uh, you know, John Durham continues with indictments. <laughs> I look forward to it, man. I'm going to hold you to it. Super. Me too. I'll speak to you soon, Cash. Ciao. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.